and welcome to episode 61 of the 1099 for the week of September 26th, 2016. Whenever this goes live, I think I'll be probably packing, getting ready to go to LA. So I'll be escaping awful, awful Florida, which is super hot and rainy. Uh, if you didn't know at this point, I'm your host as always, Josiah Renauden. And with me today is a product manager at Harmonix and someone whose uh, work I used to edit, Nick Mudry. Nick, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great because your audio quality is so good. And there's just like some great, like when I'm editing this, I'll just be like, man, it's like butter. It's amazing. It's fantastic. There's no like random cutouts. I'm jinxing it all right now. But as of right now, it sounds fantastic. My internet's going to drop any second now that you oh, said that. Oh, don't say so. this. So yeah, I, you and I used to work together what feels like 20 years ago, uh, but really wasn't that long ago, maybe three or four years ago at a, at a website called Stick Skills, which still might be a top five yep. best website oh, man. name That's... of all time. We It is. That name brings me back so much to the good old days of just writing about video games and just like doing it for fun and having a really good time and my god those were the days well it was back (laughs) in the day where like you didn't really care i mean of course you cared about money because i don't know if you know this money's pretty cool but you didn't we didn't care about money as much because it was more just about hey let's get these people who really like to write who really like games who want to get better at what they're doing who eventually want to graduate to bigger sites and bigger things but Right now, we all have a similar goal. Let's just help each other out, make each other better, and that was fun. Um, but if I'm not wrong, you kind of you got the job with Harmonix. Was it right out of college? Did you intern with them? What was that kind of process like? Because as I said, you're now a product manager for Harmonix, which is a really cool company. So what was the process of actually getting there? Oh, God. So it's a long story, and I might as well just start back even before Stick Skills. Let's just tell the whole story. Why not? Um, so before Stick Skills... Uh, Dylan Skiffington, he wrote for Six Skills. He's like my first cousin or something like that. We're Former really good buds. Guest. Oh, he was on that. Yeah, he was. Uh, we talked about esports. I don't understand anything about esports, so I wanted to explain <laughs> that stuff to me. He's the only one I know that does. Yeah. But we started a website called abstract360.com, which sadly I don't even think I own a domain to anymore, so I wouldn't go to it. That might be risky. Mm. Um, but that was like an Xbox 360 fan site. Um, and we. We're like, oh, let's just start writing about stuff and like building a community. And we built this community. It, would, it grew to like crazy numbers, at least for us. We're just like, oh, we have forums that have like hundreds of people online all the time. And people always just want to like get together and play games. So we did that for like a year or so. And then it kind of tapered off. We kind of went on to other things. And then I think we came back and we're like, hey, there's this website, Stick Skills. Let's. Let's do what we were doing for Abstract 360 for them. And slowly but surely, we joined on the team. I think we both were doing the same stuff we were doing with Abstract, which is just like writing about games and then doing some community stuff and building a cool community and just doing game nights and giveaways and all that stuff. And then I forgot when and why exactly I left. I, I started the transition, I guess, more into doing video game stuff. So I was doing some freelance games PR for a few games that never really came out, but they did get coverage, which was very interesting. Important. That's the important part. Yep. It was like, oh, Destructoid wrote about this game, and I look back at it, I'm like, oh, that game never came out. That's uh, <laughs> interesting, but it's a good resume piece, I guess. Um, so I started doing that, and this was about the time I was in college, uh, my freshman year, and as I was doing that freelance PR, I slowly like a group of like other friends in my freshman year in college and we started working on a game called Wobbles which is actually available on iOS right iOS and Android right now for free mm-hmm. I don't think we charge for it anymore 
um, which is like a Lemmings inspired puzzle game. It's super cute and adorable and fun. And that got a bunch of downloads, um, which is like crazy when you're like a freshman in college and like your game has like 25, 30,000 downloads. Oh, just yeah. like, Oh, okay. Obviously we didn't make that much money. We got most of those downloads when we made it free, but like, it was like a crazy accomplishment. And since then, I took a year off of school and I did some stuff with Reactive Studios who made a game slash interactive radio drama called Codename Cygnus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that for about a year or so. Uh, I've worked with Jonathan Myers. He is like an amazing games writer and now the CEO of Earplay, which they're building essentially interactive radio dramas, but at a larger scale and some cool stuff is going to be announced for that soon from what I know. But so I did that for a while. And after that, I transitioned, I went back to school for a little bit longer and I ended up getting an internship at harmonics and literally like, I think three or four weeks into my internship, they just brought me on. They're like, Hey, we want you to work here. I was like, Oh shit. That's really cool. Um, (laughs) you know, I'm like being a huge fan of like harmonics and rock band and, uh, like all the stuff Harmonix has put out over the years. It's just it's like, first it was surreal just to be interning there. I'm just like, all these people worked on games I played as a kid. This is mm. so cool. Um, and yeah, I, I, was, I was brought on and I was working on the Amplitude uh, Kickstarter and just the game itself doing some uh, publishing stuffs for that, just like managing the Kickstarter Man, there's so much just trying to go back in my mind. But it was it was a whole lot of stuff. Um, and then eventually I just stayed around long enough. And yeah, I'm still there doing <laughs> product management stuff now for, uh, let's see, I did Amplitude. And now I'm on Harmonix Music VR, which is a uh, coming to PlayStation VR on October 13th, which is right around the corner, which is super really? exciting. Hey, guess what? We're both working on PlayStation VR stuff. We, oh, we're really? both of us relying heavily. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I working for Tangelum and Sony Santa Monica and our game is VR. So, uh, and it's definitely, it's weird having that moment where you start working for or with someone who maybe when you were coming up, you mm-hmm. really like, you, you almost put them at this certain like level where you're like, Oh, I'm never going to like reach that at that young of an age like again with with GameSpot, like when i was 21 years old getting edited by kevin van ord i was terrified because i'm like i used to <laughs> and still read him all the time like i used to listen to him on podcasts all the time and get excited when he would read like an email and say my name on this podcast let alone seeing you know him tweeting out my review like there's definitely a weird nature to that that like I think I'm finally used to. Like, I'm finally like, okay, cool. Like, my something of mine just went up on Sony Santa Monica's main site about here they lie, and I'm like, okay, like that's 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 now more normal. But it took like three years for that to feel normal. It took three years for it to not be this moment of like, am I good enough? Like, what am I doing <laughs> on this? Is someone gonna find me out and be like, wait a minute, what are you doing here? Uh, you mentioned you know your titles, uh, product manager, uh. Which is semi self explanatory, but I'm guessing you wear a lot of hats. So, what exactly do you do on a day to day basis at Harmonix? Oh, that's a loaded question. That's a lot. Yeah, it's it's wearing a lot of hats. Um, primarily, it's handling our. I handle a lot of the relationship with first party, especially for Amplitude and Harmonix Music VR, where they are PlayStation games and they're only coming to PlayStation and it's working with Sony and like, what do we need to do to get this game out? Um, and making sure 
everything is in line that we could release this game. Um, and on top of that, just coordinating a lot of things with our publishing department, our marketing department, and making sure people know about our games. Um, a lot of the business work that goes behind the games that a lot of people don't think about. It's like, oh, how do we actually sell this game? What do we need to do to do that? And yeah, it's it's a whole lot of stuff. It's very different every day. Um, like you, if someone asks me what my day-to-day is, I'm like, what day of the week are you asking? Was this last month or today or when? Is it's it's very different every, every day. So it's it's really exciting though because like you go into work and you're just like you always have something new, something different to do, and never gets old. And well, to a lot of people who aren't in games, it might that that might sound boring when you hear like, oh, you're you're working on the business end of that stuff. But I mean, for you and me, because I'm doing similar things right now because. You know, we have uh, a launch coming soon for Here They Lie that might be announced by the time this podcast goes out. I'm not going to risk it, uh, but it's I'm starting to do that. I'm doing community management and, you know, working a lot with them and talking a lot with Sony Santa Monica and doing business calls with them. And like, again, to some people, they're like, oh, that's I want to make the games. Or I want to test the games like I, there's something really cool about getting into the business side of this and understanding how games become successful, understanding, again, the stuff that when you're writing about them, you have a certain grasp of how a game is made, how it gets to market, but not nearly as much until you actually get into a studio and figure out what's going on and figure out, like, here's this PowerPoint for each and every day leading up to launch. Here's this plan. Here's how it's going to work in in the EU versus this. There's going to be a box copy, copy in Germany, but it's only going to be digital in the US. And you go through all these crazy machinations that you wouldn't really consider previously but i'm having a blast with it there's again i uh this is something i wanted to ask you too because like you said you were making uh the ios game wobbles beforehand so you get you dabbled in development but you i mean you wrote on these different sites previously and we worked together previously doing the same kind of thing writing about games from both an enthusiast and a critical kind of perspective but was the goal for you always to make games because you look at some people and some people are going to be press no matter what, like Jeff Gertzman, a giant bomb and at GameSpot, like he, he's going to stick to press, I think, no matter what, and doesn't want to make games. And I thought I was <laughs> that way and still have a desire to cover games maybe one day, but this opportunity came along and it was too good to pass up. So for you, was it something you always kind of had in mind? I I, th- I think so. It was a, there was a time in high school where I was working on some games in XNA. I was like, oh, let me teach myself programming. And I started learning a bunch of stuff and I started working on like these tic-tac-toe games. And like, obviously those are the most boring things you could ever want to play, but it was just like, oh, this is fun. And then you start learning like, this is how a game's made. And it's not just like an idea that comes out of your head. And it's, it, you know, you, you understand all the work that goes into it. And there's that point where I was like, I really want to do this. And I want to find the best way to really get there. And I slow, I slowly but surely realized I'm not the best. I'm not the best engineer. I'm not the best artist. I could talk to people really well. I could write pretty decently. I could. I understand the business end of things. And I slowly started like I really like doing this stuff. So yeah. it started off. Let's build a gaming community, and then let's shift to doing some writing. And then over over at that time, you build the skills and the connections with people in the industry. And a lot of the like connections I made back doing those, um, like the the gaming communities and writing about games, like I still have today, which has like been super helpful when you're trying to do a lot of like things in in, in industry or trying to get like a foot in the door somewhere or whatever. It's kind of amazing how many of those people like end up doing really great things. Uh, I mean, I'm still 
I still look back and like I I am never one to like take too much credit for like I helped this guy get somewhere because I don't think that way at all. But it's still one of the coolest things I feel like I've done so far in like my Jesus seven years of doing stuff like this was watching people like you like Dylan like Doug like you know Todd all these different people who wrote for Stick Skills and wrote for these different sites that was a you know a big part of go on to do really cool things go on to be a part of exactly what they want to do like i'll always look at uh, todd who is you know todd schlickburn who's been on this podcast before is the one of the ideal like man he he found what he was good at and he just did it and found the cool opportunity and like same with you where you found what you were good at you got the good opportunity with doug with good game bro where he's like hey like I like to write, but I like sports games, I like shooters, and I like making videos about that. And then he just goes off and gets fifty thousand subscribers <laughs> in like two years, and it's like, oh, cool, you found it. Which is like, yep, easier said than done. It's one of those things where, again, I when you're in, when you want to be a part of games, uh, and you're not exactly sure where you want to land, you're just hungry to try new things. You really want to just go for it and do things. Um, like I, um. I am visiting Sony Santa Monica soon for the first time because, again, I, I work for them. Uh, and I'm going in to, you know, meet the entire team for Here They Lie and meet, like, the God of War team and everything like that. And, like, all I want to do – I have just a day there, just 24 hours. But all I want to do is just see how everything is done. I want to talk to each individual person and be like, no, but how did you do that? And how did that effect happen? And how did you implement this sort of physics system into the game? And why is this black and white? And how does VR work? I want to, like – ask so many questions because this is what excites me and it's what's really cool and like that you had to have that moment when you walked in you mentioned you know you crazy even interning there but even now there has to be some weird like holy shit i am helping bring games like rock band 4 to like you know maybe you're not developing how all of like the actual game looks but you're a part of that like your name is i'm guessing your name is in the credits please tell me your name is oh in yeah the credits. yeah oh, how cool it's, is that it's actually in the credits twice um yeah just don't tell anyone get, just to get, I, just just, see, I would never tell anyone i would sneak it in like seven times and like <laughs> siren Auden's a really hard name to sneak into anything but like i would as much as possible try to get in there uh how how do you feel like the the launch of rock band four went because from the, from an outsider. So I think I was still in the press at that time. Uh, a big, I was a big guitar hero guy. I played a lot of rock band. It was one of those fun, you know, it was big while I was in college, which is the perfect time mm-hmm. with drinks and play all stuff like that. And I do think there was an enthusiasm when it was announced and on the lead up to it. And I'm, I'm guessing it did pretty well at launch, but you know, we're in a different era than when the plastic instruments first came out. So from, from your side, I know you work for the company. So like, you know, it's, you have the most detailed side of this. Like, how mm-hmm. how how, did, how is Rock Band for today? What's the current Rock Band market like? Launch was really exciting. I mean, it's it's been a long time since there's been a Rock Band game, a new Rock Band game that was out. And I like personally, I've been craving the like, let's get every, let's get fifteen people into my house and let's just like have some fun. And when it came out, I had like a little launch party at my house and like. I have way more people than I expected show up just to come play. <laughs> and we had a little too much to drink and we had no a such thing really good time. Yeah, no such thing, exactly. <laughs> like, we had, we had a good time. And it was like for a long time and it was like finally back. And that's what was like so exciting about it. And I mean, we're still around to like, uh, we're still around making Rock Band. Like, we have Rock Band Rivals, which is coming out uh, shortly after Harmonics Music VR, actually, uh, the week after. So. I mean, there's still more rock band. We're putting out DLC every week. It's it's doing great, and I think we couldn't be any happier with how it's doing. 
what's that D- DLC cycle like right now? Like, how often are you guys updating songs? There are right now we are putting out new songs every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, it's been two songs a week. Uh, so yeah, and I think we just put actually I think we just put out a uh, a three pack for the Ozfest meets uh, Not Fest. I think is the title of the pack, which is like Ozzy and uh, Slipknot and think oh i don't want to say the name because i don't know if i'm right uh but it's it's because i there, i know a lot of the upcoming deals it's like yeah. should i say this or not oh, exclusive like, come on i won't tell anyone no no unfortunately there's some really good stuff coming up though I, we have a whiteboard in the office that has a bunch of stuff and i walk by and i'm like oh that's coming so you just, just like snapchat me the the whiteboard and i will tweet it as an anonymous person, you'll be fine. You won't even I don't get in even trouble. Know how do you Snapchat? I'm oh, sorry. what? You're younger than me. Yeah, right. I'm like, I've I've had people try to show me how to use it. I'm like, uh, sure, but why don't I just Instagram or why oh, don't I just tweet? God, you old man. Okay, here's what you do: you take a picture of it, you send it to people, and then after like 24 hours, well, I guess after the first viewing, it's gone. You can play it once, uh, and yeah. you can put on your story, and that's what after 24 hours, it's gone. All but now they have like memories it. and all this other stuff. I'm like. I don't know anymore. Okay, you, <laughs> it's you just, need to get you need to be hip. You need to get into the snap. I'm trying. I'm trying. I use it the every Facebook, the friends. Once a month. Okay. Well, whenever we actually meet up again, I'm gonna give you a Snapchat tutorial. That's all I'm gonna do. Uh, so, Everyone gives me Snapchat tutorials. No, I'm, I'm gonna give still you the best Snapchat tutorial. Let's do it exactly. Okay. All right. So the something I do want to talk about was the Fig project because that was a. Uh, Fig, if people don't know, is similar to Kickstarter. There's more of an investor aspect to it mm-hmm. where with Kickstarter, people who did invest felt like they were like a part of the project and they deserved some sort of kickbacks. But Fig is actually more of that if you put a certain amount in there. And it was for Rock Band 4 PC, which, you know, it's from the outside, you have to, let's say you're running the social media account for Harmonix. Uh, you're probably seeing a lot of people saying, like, where is it for PC? I really want it on PC. But it's one of those put your money where your mouth is moments. Uh, you look at a Kickstarter like Psychonauts 2. Everyone's like, I want Psychonauts 2. It's like, okay, well, then we're going to make it if you give us the money for it. Because we need to actually know there's a market out there. And I think the goal was around like 1.5 million. You guys didn't reach it. But that's, you know, it's a hard thing to do. And I think a lot of that is about the fact that people don't understand how much game development costs. I think that's been an issue for a long time. I mean, issue is a strong word, but... People think see 1.5 million. You're like, what's like? Why would it cost that much to support it? Shouldn't it cost like 20 bucks? You just press the <laughs> PC button and you get it there. And there's just so much else going on. So, do you think a lot of that not reaching its goal is about an audience not there? Or do you think it's even the audience who's there thinking like 1.5 million is way too much for something like this? Well, just to step back, it's like, yeah, porting a game to another platform isn't a one-click thing like rock band is not made in unity which even then it's like in unity like unity games like they build anything but a whole lot of work that goes into like oh we're building we're making ios game and we need to build it for android now it's like well now we need to test it on android we make sure it's compatible with everything on android and yeah like the 1.5 million we're asking for on fig wasn't even the entire budget of the game there was still uh, a decent chunk that I think Harmonix was gonna was going yeah, to to uh, chip in. Thousand Harmonix is gonna chip in if they yep. reach the goal. I I think so. Um, I don't have the fig page open anymore, or That's else fine. I would scroll through. But like, yeah, there, it, the budget to make to make games, especially large games, is uh, very high. Um, and 
yeah I, uh, I completely forgot the question you asked <laughs> no well, i mean that's just really it back. it's just the this is the it's the budget surrounding it uh and just kind of people not fully understanding what games cost i think that leads to people being like mm-hmm. i'm not going to contribute to this because this doesn't seem right you're going to be rolling around and swimming in my money a few years ago like before kickstarter was a thing which is like look at it there it's like as like a fan of video games, you go, okay, I just go to GameStop, I go to Amazon, I go wherever, I get a game for $60, sometimes 40 sometimes if it's digital, it's a $20 game. And you don't think about how long that game took was like took to make. You don't think about like, oh, well, there's 50 people on a team and there's 50 salaries that have to be paid that are working on this game. And if it goes two years, that's two years of 50 people's salaries and like you don't think of the, the budget. And I think now with with crowdfunding, like even just like on Kickstarter or Indiegogo or even with Fig, like you actually start to like get a much better understanding of like, oh, this game, like it may be small, but wow, it costs a lot of money. And sometimes they uh, projects don't don't uh, make it. I back a lot of stuff on Kickstarter. Yeah, <laughs> I have a problem, <laughs> um, and it's always sad when uh, you see. I'm like, oh, I really wanted this to go and 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 be like funded and it's maybe they're just they they didn't reach the audience uh or there is no audience for this type of project and i I think the the crowdfunding stuff actually like exposes that interesting business side of the industry that fans and game players actually like never really heard about um back in the day i I think it's super healthy to have that too to have like if you're really invested into games and identify as a quote-unquote gamer to have that understanding of hey the things that you know you're playing like there's there's a lot that goes into that there's way more than you would ever think and if you're going to contribute to this it doesn't cost a hundred thousand dollars to port something it costs over a million if it doesn't cost you know um Three million dollars to make a big game, it costs fifty million. Like it, it it's a lot <laughs> more. It, it's a, it's a, it's a massive risk, for, and that's why so many studios close. That's why it's so hard to maintain success for a long time. It's why it's hard to be an established player in the industry. And if you look at Harmonix, you guys have been around for a long time, and I feel like even through the kind of there was that period of music games not being as hot and transitioning to other things. You know, Harmonix has still been around, but since you've joined, when I, the way I've always seen Harmonix. Uh, and mainly because of Giant Bomb, because they had a lot of people on there, was, you know, Eric Pope, who's going to be on this podcast soon, and like John Drake, and a lot of people like that. And they've since left. And those, that was for me kind of the face of Harmonix. So in my mind, it's a new look company, at least in some ways. I mean, from your perspective, as someone who works at Harmonix and has seen some of these people who were prominent leave, where is Harmonix at as a company? Is it kind of a new phase? Is it business as usual? What's exactly going on there? So it's it's very interesting. Harmonix, like internally, uh, you don't see a lot of the people who've actually still like. There are a lot of people at the company who've been there for ten, fifteen years, and it's like internally, there, there's a lot of people that are hardcore, um, or not hardcore is not the right word. Uh, that are just is tenured the word I'm yeah, looking that's for. Yeah, we'll use that. Yeah, word. yeah, works. yeah. They're like tenured and very. They they they've worked on Rock Band and. Uh, all the other projects at Harmonix since the beginning. And then there's also this like new breath of fresh blood, I guess I'll say <laughs> of like new people who are like some, some come from the community. Some are like just newer developers, newer people in QA, newer people on the community team, newer engineers that bring a brand new perspective to the way we make music games and music experiences and all that stuff. So it's, 
it's very it's like very interesting like especially me com- coming on and being like partially on the community team for a little bit and then also like on the publishing team and the product management team just like helping shape things from my perspective as a fa- as being a fan for so many years and we've seen that happen with a lot of the the newer people that, that have come on and then you also have the people who have been there for 10 15 years also bring their experience to the table so it's very it's very interesting and fun having that kind of mix of new people and old people i also think when you look at like longevity of harmonics one thing you guys do that's always fascinated me is you kind of ride the bleeding edge to use a way too businessy tech term uh and that's it's a risk but it's like i think a calculated risk for you guys and please correct me if i'm wrong i mean you look at you're working in vr you worked on connect as soon as that was out with dance central and stuff like that and became kind of the the primary connect game to be honest like when i think of connect dance central is one of the first games that comes to mind you're working on apple tv and a lot of these different peripherals or these different devices that haven't really proven themselves yet they're still early and you you risk the fact that there could not be a big install base at the start like maybe no one really gets playstation vr maybe no one really get connected at the time but what harmonics has done is establish themselves as okay if you're gonna get it make sure that this is one of the games you get right off the bat so is that kind of how you see it is that how in your mind it works with harmonics that they do go for these new things like vr like motion control but it's a very calculated risk. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, we've been at the forefront of like tech, like technology, like Connect, like the Dance Central stuff. Like it's, it's a lot of what we've been doing recently, and and yeah, it's 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 also like a very exciting opportunity. Like we've been around for I think since ninety five, so twenty years. So we've we have the opportunity and the relationships with all these people and companies to just have those opportunities to work on things for PlayStation VR, for the Apple TV and for connect and who knows what else in the future, like whatever the next big thing is. Um, yeah, it's, it's super exciting. If, even as like a fan seeing like coming in, like, Oh, we're working on VR stuff. That's amazing. And then joining the team for the VR project. And it's just like, it's, it's like so exciting. And I just like, I just want to, play the psvr all day i don't want to do work here's the uh, here's the shitty part for me i'm working on a psvr game and still have not played a playstation vr like next week is gonna be my first time i'm so excited but is it also kind of terrifying that when you work on something that isn't proven and not only that like is super different you're in a sense establishing standards for genres on that platform and again to not to keep bringing up the thing i'm working on but for here they lie when you have a horror game in VR, which is kind of, it makes a lot of sense to have a horror game in VR. It's kind of perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the movement, when you're doing first person horror in VR, you are establishing kind of guidelines for the future where either if what we do doesn't work, this is a big don't ever do this again. You need to make sure you have a different control scheme, or if what we do just knocks out of the park, now we've set the first person standard in VR where, you know, in our game, there's this ability where if you press a certain button, you can do a 90-degree turn, and it kind of uh, almost does a, like a swipe motion. So like your eyes almost like black out for a bit, and you do a turn, because if you don't do that, like Resident Evil 7, I heard stuff about the City 3, you get motion sickness, because if you move too yep. quickly in VR, you get sick. So we're trying to figure out, okay, how can we adjust? How can we fix that? How can we do something that no one else has done that makes this better? So for you, when you're working on a VR game, is there any, like, 
trepidation of like, I don't know if this is going to work because no one's done this before. Oh yeah. Like uh, we've been working on Harmonix Music VR for a few years now. And it's like, there's a lot of stuff we've, well, not, not, not only uh, Harmonix Music VR, like we've always been experimenting with other things and like everything eventually came into being what Harmonix Music VR is today. And all those years of experience, just like, figuring out how you do things like move a person in VR is stuff that we're trying to like, it's so weird. Like you would think it's like the easiest thing. Oh, you just hold up on the joystick, but like actually that could be bad. And it's very interesting where the industry is these days where everyone is new. Like all the VR devs don't really know what they're doing. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but like we're all learning together um, and trying to figure out these standards. And I, I like, I had a dinner in New York with a bunch of other PSVR devs and we we talked about things. We're like, how are you guys doing movement? How are you guys doing this? How are you guys doing that? And it's like, we all want each other to succeed and like set some really good standards for the next wave of VR games that come next year and the year after and the year after because I personally think VR is here to, is here to stay. So I mean, I hope it's, so. <laughs> it's, I, 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 I do too. It's so, so cool. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of people like the Alchemy uh, Labs guys who are working on like Job Simulator and the Rick and Morty VR game. Like they did a lot of that establishing way back when. Like I've I've known Alex for a long time, and they've been working with the Steam VR stuff since way before it was like even announced. And like they've set a lot of the standards, and it's just how do you? Yeah, like it's 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 just really crazy <laughs> yeah it also beyond you know as a developer or as someone in the business you know how do you set these standards is also just like how do you get these things on people's faces so they see what it's like because i think so much of this is like once you see it once you experience vr that's kind of the the sea change that's kind of the moment where you're like oh i get it because so yeah. many people i've talked to who have never played vr will have that like oh well i don't really get it it's like okay but Yes, but of course you don't get it. You've never tried it. Like you've never seen it. It's it's hard to understand what it is until you try it. So it's kind of that how do we get these into as many homes as possible? How do we get people to at least, you know, experience it and then maybe that interest builds from there. It's what exactly is the harmonics VR game you're working on? Like can you explain exactly what that is? Yeah, sure. I'll give you a quick pitch. Give me the elevator pitch. So Harmonics Music VR essentially lets you explore and enjoy your music in virtual reality. So it, uh, Harmonix Music VR, it contains four different worlds or experiences, however you want to call them that let you experience your music in different ways. We have some that are like more passive. So we have the beach where you load it up, you listen, you pick your track and you're, you're on, you're on a foreign alien beach and you just chill. And the, the, the weather changes based on the music and the sky might change up or there's visualizers hidden around the world that you could like look at and activate and those will react based on what you're listening to. And then we have some crazier ones like that are more interactive where, so we have one called the easel where it lets you draw in 3d space and your drawings actually will like your, your brushes and your brush strokes all react based on the song you're listening to. And there's a uh, two others. One's the dance, which lets you choreograph dances based on the song you're listening to. Um, you can do some cool stuff in like a DJ booth, which is like so cool. Like you could, we actually have like a DJ booth built in the the world, and you could just reach down, you could scratch the record, you could rewind your music, you could scratch it, you could blast an air horn, you could slow it down, speed it up, and do do crazy stuff there. And then the last world is the trip, which is if you ever wanted to step into a kaleidoscope, that's like the music you're listening like that's 
going all crazy to the music you're listening to, that's the world you want to you want to do it in. And there's a bunch of videos on YouTube of all these worlds uh, that show them off much better than I can explain. Because like even as you said, just like a few minutes ago, VR is super hard to explain to people like even with like a trailer it's just like what is this that i'm getting into and getting people to actually try it and see it to really understand what vr is about yeah yours might even be harder than what i'm working with because again when you're working in like a horror first person game like okay i'm already i understand what this is i understand how this works when you're having like this music experience in like kaleidos- kaleidoscopic is that is that a doctor's term kaleidoscopic i'm not sure which one that is oh you i should probably yeah. know this i get paid to write things but like i <laughs> i i feel like when you have something like that it can be difficult to you know kind of correctly and intelligent intelligently convey like hey this is why you should try this this is why this is unique mm-hmm. this is why this is interesting did you say that is a is that a vr across all platforms a psvr exclusive it is a psvr exclusive uh is is that one at launch uh, it will be available at launch uh, the 13th, I think. Is... Yeah, I think that's what yeah, it's yeah. really good. It's the 13th or 14th. I'm really bad with this. It's the 13th, <laughs> I think. Was, the, was like, there a concerted effort, sure. which, of course, you know, like games come out when they're ready, but was there also this idea of like, you know, like I mentioned before, where you want to be a part of that launch because you want to be one of the main games that people take home. You want to be a part of that lineup where someone's like, all right, I bought a PlayStation VR. I need to get certain games with it. You know, the, the harmonics game is what I need to go with. Yeah, we've definitely been working like the the team, the Harmonix Music VR team has been working super hard and super long just to make sure that we are ready for for launch. And luckily, we will be. Um, we're it's like right, right it's right around the corner. Oh and, god, I can't even I can't even wrap just, my head around that. Like I keep two, three weeks away. Oh gosh, oh, stop <laughs> saying that. No, because uh, like so yeah, it, it's just so bizarre because. I feel like uh, I just started this job with Tan Gentleman recently, but it's been like seven months or something like that. And I remember just always being this far off, like, you know, we'll worry about it later. But now it's like, holy shit, this thing is, this thing oh, is coming out. Like, It creeps up on you really quickly. Amazing. <laughs> like, oh, it's it's so crazy. Like, game, yeah, again, there's one thing I will, I will never be the person who says like, you need to have made a game to correctly critique a game, man. That's how it works. No, I don't believe that, but I do believe there is this new appreciation for understanding the entire process, the scope of things to understanding why things maybe turn out the way they do. Um, as someone who's been there, done that compared to someone who's making assumptions as an outside observer. And I, uh, I've thought about like, you know, if one day I do start reviewing games again, I will have a new appreciation for it or maybe a new understanding, a new take, a new viewpoint that can better convey that. Um, what else is harmonics working on right now that you're excited about when you look at kind of the future and what you can talk about? Cause I'm not going to try to, I'm not a newsman anymore. I'm not going to try to like pry news out of you. <laughs> uh, I won't stop you from breaking news and embargoes and stuff like that. But uh, what about the company? Well, there's like, not going to be anything. Here, yeah. But, so, I mean, th- uh, this past year has been a lot of stuff for us. I mean, we released a uh, rock band Four in uh, October last year, I believe. God, it feels like it was, think it was five October. years ago for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It feels like forever ago. Um, and then we released a uh, beatniks, which is a mobile pet game where your pet is like based off the music you listen to for iOS and Android last year, along with uh beat sports for Apple TV. And then in January, we released amplitude for, PlayStation 4 and uh, shortly after followed on the uh, PlayStation 3. And then 
this year we have uh just just thinking through so we have rock band four or we have rock band rivals we have harmonix music vr and we also have rock band vr for oculus i have an important question go for it so what happened to chroma which was that first person game uh so oh let me get it out of you uh uh, what (laughs) no uh i mean we we learned a lot from doing an alpha for 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 chroma i actually wasn't around during that time uh so i don't have like the answer for you um but like we we ran a a closed alpha for it and we learned a lot and we focused on some other projects um and is it canceled or is it just shelf? Uh it's we're we're definitely not working on it right now. Um like the ideas from from Chroma I see as a fan at least came into when we released like A City Sleeps which was like another like musical combat uh rhythm game mm-hmm. which is actually available on Steam. Um it's a really fun game. It's really hard. <laughs> like I was like wow we made it like when i when i played as a fan i was like wow this is such a challenging game and it's like very different from like what harmonics worked on and a lot you can see some of the elements from from chroma that uh that went into a city sleeps so gotcha uh so last thing that hopefully won't get you in trouble so like now that rock band 4 is out you're making uh you know vr games a lot of music stuff like that there's a lot of dlc coming out for rock band 4 pc version at least for right now is not happening because of that goal not being met like what is in your mind like what's kind of the future of rock band is this going to be is rock band 4 kind of the the future hub for all the songs that are coming out and you don't feel like you need to actually bring out a new rock band 5 proper numbered game of course i'm not trying to get you to announce rock band 5 here but like it do you see a future where there are uh, Rock Band 5 and 6, or do you feel like one game, these instruments, we could just keep updating it is the proper way to handle that? So uh, the, 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 one of the, the, the goals of Rock Band 4 when we launched it last year was to launch Rock Band 4 as a platform and continue building upon it. And you see that now with Rock Band Rivals and making Rock Band 4 the Rock Band for this console generation. Um, so like we've been putting out DLC for every week, as I said, we have rock band rivals, which is bringing a bunch of new features coming out on October 18th. And we're continuing with, uh, with our monthly updates going into, uh, later this, this year, we're launching like synchronous online multiplayer, uh, as part of rock band, uh, rivals and more updates to come as 2017 hits. And we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah. You you gave me the perfect I work for this company product manager answer. That was that was good. That was that was ideal. That was the I'm not getting in trouble at all. I'm just gonna say exactly what I need to say. Perfect. Uh so Nick, if people want to find you on social media, not at your house, don't give me your address, that'd be creepy. Um on one twenty three Main Street. No. Um Uh what's the best way to do that? Uh, Twitter. I use that too much. Uh, at Nick underscore Mudry. And I'm going to spell it because no one knows how to spell it. Apparently it's M U D R Y. How do they spell it otherwise? M U R D Y M U N D R Y. I've seen a million different spellings. I'm just like, maybe I'm saying it wrong. Maybe I don't, (laughs) I don't last name. I don't know. The Starbucks cup never lies. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you fucked up your own name. You didn't realize it. It happens. Um, yeah, no, Twitter is usually the, the best way. I occasionally stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash angryfacing, which is like my gaming, my gamer tag. It's not my gamer tag, though, on Xbox. My gamer tag is just my name. Uh, and then I have a YouTube that 
I haven't posted anything too, but it's the same youtube.com slash angry facing and maybe I'll get back into that. I've, I just recently moved, so I have a lot of free time now that my commute isn't super long. No, like, then you can give us your new address. Yeah, my, so my new address is 456 <laughs> Main Street. Uh, so uh, also quickly while we're just promoting things, uh, if you were listening to this podcast and you like this podcast, uh, even if you only kind of like this podcast, you should go to iTunes, you should give it a review, you should leave a rating. That's super duper helpful. I have a lot of people who recently wrote reviews that have been very, very nice and I really appreciate it because the more reviews that are on there, the more people will give the podcast a chance. Uh, Nick, it was nice to catch up. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a long time. I haven't seen you since PAX? PAX 2013? 13? I know I was 20 Maybe? because I was like I was days away from turning 21 and couldn't get into a party. And <laughs> oh, so man. pissed. And then I made up totally for it at E3. Like E3 got book wild. But like, yeah, I, PAX was it was a lot of fun, though. We, oh yeah yeah that was it, it we only of, saw each other for like maybe 30 seconds at pax i was it, like oh that's you it, hi it let's take like, yeah, it's like hey we never actually uh, met it before here we both write for the same site i'm gonna go do like th- i did like 30 interviews with random indie developers uh that was it was a crazy time uh it, it again it feels like 10 years ago but i'm super happy you're doing well again when i saw you get your job i'm like yep that's perfect that's awesome and it's with all these people <laughs> where i saw them get the jobs and thankfully it's been a lot of yep that's perfect for them i've edited their work i've talked to them on meetings i've you know been around them enough where i'm like nope that's ideal that's exactly what you should have done and that's i'm super happy that you were able to get that and uh, i'm looking forward to more of what you do at harmonics oh yeah we you, you never know what the, what the future holds uh, there's a lot of stuff coming like like i said uh harmonics music vr October 13th launch day of PlayStation VR. If you're getting a PSVR, get, uh, you should definitely get that as part of like the the bunch of games that are going to be out. Like, there's a lot of good games coming out for yes, it. Yes, so there excited. are, Nick. Yes, there are. Like maybe And then and then yeah, Rock Band Rivals. Um if you own Rock Band 4, you could upgrade to it. If you don't, you could grab it up. You could grab a, a band bundle on Amazon. The price is cheaper than ever. So get if you pre-order, you get 10 awesome songs. So we have closing time. It's like so, uh, it's a, that was the, the song everyone played at the end of every day of PAX. It was I'm, very I fitting. I you're sick of it at this point. That's a story for another podcast <laughs> about songs we hear at events. <laughs> oh, I don't, I can't, couldn't even imagine. Uh, so yeah, thank you again, Nick, and thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully, tune back in. Oh yeah, for the next episode of the 1099. 